You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. One hour down, one to go. The lines are open, 713-780-3776. We got through a bunch of these stardom cinema questions. If you got them, keep firing them. You can text us at that same number. You can find us on Twitch as well. Hey, go ahead, get it started because we got to get into these games. So get it popping. Yeah, let's do this. All right. I guess the Carolina-Tampa game we don't really need to get into unless you have a live bet for the people. Here's the recap. Jameis sucks. Next. <laughs> Next. All right. No more Jameis. Let's go on. This one's kind of interesting. Bengals at the Ravens. Man, this is up to a 10.5-point spread. Not a lot of confidence in Cincinnati here. Any thoughts on this one here from a betting angle before we cover fantasy? From a betting angle, it might be a little bit too big here. Yeah. Now, I will be hammering away at the Ingram props. Yes. I, you can uh, you can, you can can go ahead and just torch on the Bengals. So, I guess let's go ahead and get into the fantasy aspect because I got a few prop bets from this. Okay. That's great. I love I'm glad you brought up Mark Ingram. I think we might be able to treat him like Carlos Hyde. Bet on him scoring a touchdown today. Bengals have just been terrible against the run. And I'm, I'm right there with you. Now, one thing that quietly sticks out about this, Andy Dalton, he's probably sitting on the waiver wire right now. You know, no yeah. one's really proud to be having Andy Dalton. Top 17 fantasy scores in four of the last five starts. Ravens defense has permitted 300-plus yards in, in three of the last four games. So fire up the Red Rocket if you think that they can be down by 11, or if, if you think that Baltimore could cover this, because if you're in fantasy world, you're not worried about the cover. You're worried about game script, and that game script would tell you. Yes, it, I, I worry a little bit. Maybe Marlon Humphrey follows Boyd around and kind of limits him a little bit today. So that worries me a little bit. So Auden Tate should get a uh, – because yeah. you made a great point. Humphrey will. He will. Uh, shadow you. So keeping that in, Auden Tate, he played, I believe, 100% of the snaps last week. Now yeah. his numbers. And he scored. Yeah, and that saved his box score because he actually had a quiet game and that score ended up saving it. But if you're on the field 100% of the time against a team that's given up 300-plus yards to the quarterback, those 300 yards are coming somewhere three of the last four games and say that Boyd is shut down, Tate shines. No doubt. It, this is one of those games with Andy Dalton where Maybe you start him, but you don't watch the game. You have to cover your eyes because Dalton will usually come through for you, but it'll be kind of ugly. You know, at the end of the game, he'll get some touchdown that bails you out. So that that's just kind of the way it's been going for him. I think uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, should have a really good game today. If we like Mark Ingram to be able to run the ball, we should probably think Lamar Jackson's going to be able to run the ball too. Now, the Bengals... League high, 33.2 rush attempts when you play them. Teams rush them, I guess, because they're so bad during the game. Then you end up running the ball out. That's how you explain yep. that. But if that's the theory and Ingram's going to get his, how many touches is Ingram really good for? Maybe 21, 22, 23 carries. That means Gus John uh, Edwards is going to get double digit. And if you're looking for just a fill-in guy in the DFS world, Gus Edwards, which can easily vulture a touchdown inside the 10, inside the 5, 
Gus Edwards could get in there. So if you're looking just for a fill-in, nothing special, or if you're out there in a 16-team league, whatever the case is, right. Gus Edwards should see double-digit touches. Let's talk a little bit about Joe Mixon here because he's got to be killing fantasy owners, right? Now, f- first off, man, the Bengals' offensive line is terrible. And Mixon just he hasn't been very good. Like, I'm still starting him this week because I think there is some upside over – you know, some of the, the waiver wire guys that you could be picking up. You know, it's like I get a lot of people like Malcolm Brown or Joe Mixon this week. Like, I'd probably still lean towards Mixon. I don't feel great about it. What do you think? It's time to sell on Mixon. Geo took 40% of the snaps last week. Ugh. He's actually out-targeting Mixon 17-16 to 16 on this year. So keeping that in mind, Mixon sell, buy low. On Geo, I'm fine with that. I, Mixon's just, he's killing fantasy owners. The one league I took him in is maybe the worst team I have. So fool me once, he won't fool me again. All right, let's move on. This is that game that we were talking about, the Seattle-Cleveland game, where this thing opened with, like, Cleveland as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and then it moved to Seattle being, like, a two-point favorite, and now it's at a pick Jerry, what the hell is going on here? The lines are confused. Yeah. But I told you earlier, it's a, it's a, I, I, I for one don't even think that the Seattle team is that great. I think they're overrated. Okay. So what did Seattle do their last game on prime time? Uh, right. On Thursday. Yeah. Long rest. Keep yeah. That in mind. What does Cleveland do now? Where does, what have we learned from Baker that he struggles Whenever there's pressure, yep. But what cannot? Where do, where does Seattle struggle creating pressure? So that's where the game is going to be. That's where you get your number of where the Browns are going to be able to dictate. And this is a bounce back spot for the Browns in the DFS world. This is where you stomp on the Browns and hope that people are going to fade Baker because they've seen how he's played. Yeah. How do you honestly go up there and take Baker? But you take him against a defense that's 28th in uh, pressure, and then they're they're one of the bottom three teams in sacks. They're not that great. So keeping that in mind, the Browns are going to open it up today. I think there's going to be points in this Ooh, game. Ooh, that's interesting. So Clowney not quite creating that pressure that maybe Seattle was hoping for, at least at this stage in the season. All right, the next one on the docket, I feel like we covered this one pretty well with the Texans and the Chiefs. Uh, Just a quick recap, Jerry likes the over in this game, right? And... I don't. Is there? Do you have a play on a side, or are you kind of staying away from from a side on this one? It tells everything tells you that around, when once it got to four, you're thinking the odds makers were that wrong. They got it wrong a whole field goal from that seven, or is this driven by the narrative of what we saw last week? But then what you saw last week and what, what the coaches should look into the game from now should is a big question with Bill O'Brien and company. But what they should look at is what affects the Kansas City Chiefs, what hurts them, what makes them. Uh, impatient and that's keeping the ball from them we saw that in that game and you can run it on them that's when you can run it on a team straight up the middle you don't even have to get creative you can run it straight into them and you're averaging five yards over five yards a carry if you use that mentality you can hit the brakes you can go on and off the off the brakes whenever you want you can say okay let's go punch for punch for punch and get a three and out or get favorable field position a holding penalty sets them back three and out boom they punt now you hit the brake so that's what makes it so scary here because it's a game that that the Texans have every 
available weapon to make this a high-scoring game, we could go punch for punch there. They could both get in the 30s. Or the Texans could say, hey, we saw how you got beat last week, and we're not going to we're not gonna let you throw it all over our defensive back. So let's go ahead and run hide into the ground on them in a, in a bounce-back uh, revenge game. That makes sense. So we also talked about maybe a nice little prop bet. Go ahead and bet on Hyde to, to get a touchdown today, get that revenge touchdown for Hyde. I think this one maybe makes sense. Is it maybe a live betting game? Exactly. You know, if you get that number down to three or something like that, maybe that's when you fire. That's probably how I will treat it. The and Chiefs two and seven against the spread since October twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, as the home favorite. Two and seven as a home favorite. There's a premium into them. Not saying that they don't go out there and win because when you're saying how is that possible? I'm looking at the record. How is that possible? I'm looking at Mahomes. It's possible because there's a premium. They're, the lines know that the books know it. Damn, the homes is so pretty. We can sell this at a very expensive price. That's how it works here. What looks so pretty, they say, hey, this is pretty, but you're going to have to take it. Now, what looks so ugly, they put it up there and nobody buys it, and that becomes prettier because everything that was pretty, people fade it after losing. Makes a lot of sense. Moving on. This one's actually kind of interesting to me. You got the Saints going to Jacksonville. You know, the Jags are actually a two and a half point favorite here. Camara looks like. He's going to play. I don't know if it's a lock at this yet. Uh, Andrew's going to get to the injury report in just a little bit and give us the final answer on that. But uh, what do we think about this one here? You're starting Michael Thomas. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's going to play because of that back issue. But once again, we'll get to the actives and actives in just a bit. But so fam- from a fantasy angle, you're starting Michael Thomas. You're starting Kamara if he's active. As far as the Jags, I, I like me some Leonard Fournette here, actually. He's, he's been pretty good. He can't get in the end zone, but he's racking up yards. And he's actually pretty cheap in daily. So I kind of like Fournette this week. And the other one, DJ Shark. Man, he's been incredible. Now, he's got kind of a, a tough matchup this week going against Lattimore, but I don't know how you bench him. He's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been fantastic. I think that the pressure that Jacksonville is going to be able to create today, you're going to see Teddy Ditchwater. Yes. Um, you'll go back to that. Dirty bathwater. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll have much. I don't have much to say other than, like you said, the automatic starts in here. I think that Jacksonville is going to end up winning this game in an ugly matchup. Uh, you can expose that Saints defense, and I think Minshew has a, somewhat of a game here quietly, but he has a game quietly. He's having a season. He's been good. And you What know, happens I- when Foles comes back? I mean, not to oh, say that man. they're going to sit Foles. Don't get me one guy out there thinking, Jerry, are you crazy? No, I'm just saying, though, now they have a predicament, though. Yeah, he's been good. And I think, you know, D.D. Westbrook could be a sneaky start this week, especially in daily, because he's going to get, what, Williams, the weaker of the two corners on him. He's one of my best starts. We'll get into that when we get back. Todd, you're on hold. You're next. When we get back, we'll get that start of cinema question. We'll get back to you uh, on the other side. Again, the phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitch. We're here. We're ready. We're ready to make money. 45 minutes till kickoff. I know you're feeling like you need some uh, guidance right now. You're thinking, man, I need I need a win this week. I need something, Bo. I need something, Josh. Where's the money? Where's the value? It's right here for the next 45 minutes. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. 
Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. No show should have all these winners, is what the song should say. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Both of those spots, get your questions in. Give us a call, 713-780-3776. As promised, let's get over to the HRP listener line right off the top. Todd, you're on Moneyline. with start us in a question. What can we, you, we do for you on this beautiful morning? Gentlemen, a big fan of the show, great uh, savvy uh, wagering info and great fantasy info. Very knowledgeable guys on Sunday morning. We appreciate it out here. Uh, we appreciate Thanks, that love. We were just talking on this break of how much the show's you know changed. And we only started it a year ago, and it's grown so much thanks to you guys and thanks to guys like you that call in. On a Sunday morning and, and respect. Been a fan since day one, Jerry. Been a fan since day one. Two quick fantasy questions regarding two different leagues. Uh, start uh, Chris Carson or Damian Williams at running back in one league. Second question is a flex question. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Joe Mixon, or Calvin Ridley? And I'll let you guys go. Let's see. On that first one, let's see. I would go Chris Carson there. And did you want to do the second one? Did he say PPR? I don't know. It is PPR. Okay, yeah, I'd go with Chris Carson over Damian Williams. That backfield's still a little – we're not quite sure how much work Damian's going to get this week. We think he's going to get more, but Carson's more of a sure thing. And what was the other one, Ridley, Mixon, and, and Sutton? And Sutton? Yes, sir. We talked about Mixon. So I, don't, I don't really trust him one bit in a game that if they start getting blown out, I see Geo getting in the game and getting those those catches. So, man – Sutton has been showing out, and that's what's so crazy about it here. Sutton's starting to become the guy that we wanted him to, but it's at spots. It's not always consistent. But I would take a flyer there with Ridley in a game that it's just tough because Sanu, the way to attack the Cardinals, it, it points that this is going to be a Sanu game. Quote me, and I'm going to drop that bet later on to this game. Sanu's getting in the end zone today. If you ever want to attack Sanu props, today's where you attack and you attack the slot against the Cardinals. So you figure Ridley's a touchdown or bust kind of guy, and that's why it led me to Sutton because I think that he'll get more catches in a PPR. He'll get more volume. Yeah, I think – Thanks a million, Jerry. Yep, me too. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Ridley there. I just I think there's going to be a lot of points in that Falcons Cardinals game for sure. No, and I'm, that's one of my favorite bets. I'm gonna drop it right now. Let's spoil it before we even get into that game. That's one of my favorite bets of the week because we saw that the Falcons can get punished on the defensive side of the ball. Pass DVOA extremely low, no pressure against Murray. This is going to be Murray's coming out party. Remember, this is going to be the game that you're going to think, wow, three touchdowns, one running, and saying he's gonna he's gonna moves the ball so fast as they all always do giving the Falcons more possessions allowing Julio Ridley Sanu and now like again I say Sanu because that's where you can attack them you can attack the Cardinals anywhere don't get me wrong but where they give up the most is to that slot and Sanu's going to get into the end zone today no doubt and fire up Austin Hooper too they are dreadful against the tight end and he's been quietly I mean if you look at the way where he was drafted, he's been the value yeah. at that position of the year. He's up there in air yards with the big names, with the no Kelsey's, doubt. and that's what you need, and that's where Matt Ryan's looking for. So once you get that, uh, you get that repertoire with your, with your, with your, you get it with that offense. He's got his, he's got his position solidified now. Although there's so many weapons, he's still getting the ball. He is, and it's been funny. The Falcons they tend to kind of get off to a slow start. And then they just have to throw the ball like crazy to stay in the game, which is, hey, it's great for fantasy, obviously. 
Yeah, for sure. Let's get over to the HRP listener line. We got Timothy with another Stardom Cinema question. What's going on? What, what, what can we do for you? Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. Listen every single week. I uh, got two questions for you. I uh, just picked up AP uh, because I know he's going to blow it up against Miami, but I'm still hesitant. The other guy I would have to choose would be Fournette. So either AP or Fournette, and then I got two two wide receivers I need to pick. Out of my three, I got Odell, Fitzgerald, and Landry. Landry also gets me points for being a punt returner and kick returner. Going to hang up and listen to what you got, guys. Uh, let me uh, attack that Fournette one first. I got Fournette as a top five guy this week. We've, we talked about the route run. Remember that stat that I threw you, and he's right behind these guys, McCaffrey and, and those guys. Not not to say he's anywhere close because McCaffrey's on another level, but he's getting so much involved in the passing game now that it's scary. Now, if AP is ever going to get it, like I said, if he's got a game to get out of debt, this is it right here. He's, this is his moment if he's ever going to have one. But, again, the low total. How much does he really get? Is it a Chris Thompson moment? I don't really trust it that much. How many how many touches can we really put AP on? I don't know. And if it's a PPR, it's not. It's a no-brainer, right? It's, you go with Fournette. It, but either way, it's Fournette. I, look, I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a good game. But Fournette's been really – he's been quietly very good. So I'm with you on that one. And his second question, I, I know he said Larry Fitzgerald – and then he also said Odell Beckham. Who was the other? Do you remember the other receiver? He needed two out of those three. Yeah. Out of Landry. And Landry was yeah. the third one. Yeah, I'm going to go with. I got Larry Fitz in my top ten this week. I think he's going to have a big game. So I would go with Fitz and Odell. I know Odell hadn't been great, but I think he could bounce back this week. So I wouldn't overthink it. I'd go with Larry and I'd go with Odell. And that's the same two I would go with. Fitzgerald's going to have a big game. Oh, I just yeah. spoke about. The Atlanta deficiencies against past DVOA, the amount of possessions there's going to be in this game. Uh, Kyler Murray's going to throw three uh, touchdowns, I said. Whatever the case is, I think Fitzgerald gets a big piece of that. He's been quietly shining again. He's, He's It's the yeah. revival of the old Larry Fitzgerald. That's what we're seeing, uh, and, it, and it has a lot to do with the volume. If you have volume and you're getting X amount more possessions, it's mathematic. It's basic math. If you have more possessions, of course, you're going to have more points. So I take Odell Beckham in a big bounce back game the variance that you're going to have with cleveland's going to be so ridiculous this year that's going to create value because people are going to get they were so high on them and then they go so low on them and it's so high again so then where's the median that's where you're going to have to find it find out where you can get high on them where you can get low on them where they're going to have their moments where the coaching coaching deficiencies because that's something that we didn't really uh put into the season total and all the good numbers and all the fantasy goodness everything that we thought about them we really never sat and thought not to say that we thought Kitchens is a, a, a mastermind, but did we really think that Kitchens was going to be this bad? Because now it's a minus. Instead of uh, not knowing, or instead of uh, that's a plus with Monkin and all them over there, and man, that's a plus. Now it's a to me, it's a negative on the coaching side because he's shown that he has a lot to learn. It's, that offensive line is terrible. Oh my! You know Baker's just got so much pressure in his face. So I mean that's a big problem. But I think Odell gets going this week. So I would keep rolling with him. Yeah, fire him up, Timothy. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening to us. No doubt. And uh, Andrew uh, Christian Kirk is a guy that I'm wondering if he's going to go this week because we were talking about Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, there's and, a lot of questions yeah, today. So Andrew, do you have an update on on who's in and who's out today for us? Uh, for the early games, I do. We're ready to go. So starting off up in Baltimore, Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's going to be inactive with an ankle injury, so Ooh. that means Willie Sneed is going to be their number two receiver today. Mark Andrews, he's going to continue playing through his 
collection of injuries, let's say. <laughs> he has a shot of shoulder one this week, but he should play for his normal amount of snaps. A.J. Green, we've talked about him. He remains out, but it's looking like week seven is a potential return date for him. Sammy Watkins for the Chiefs, he's out with a hamstring injury. Kenny Stills, he remains out with a hamstring injury as well, so that means Kiki QT continue to fire him up if you've got him. Tyreek Hill, sorry Texans fans, but he's going to give it a go this week. He's going to be active. Uh, moving over to Miami, wide receiver Albert Wilson is active for the first time since week one, but then again, it's also Miami, so temper your expectations. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, he is going to give it a go despite the ankle injury. Latavius Murray may see a couple of extra touches, but in general, expect Alvin Kamara to see the same normal number of snaps. Deshaun Jackson remains out for the Eagles. Rashad Penny is out for the Seahawks. Vernon Davis and Jordan Reed are both out with concussions for the Washington Redskins. And on the defensive side, I know you asked about Jalen Ramsey. He's out with the back injury. Um, And that's all we've got for the early game so far. Okay, so the big takeaway for me there is Kamara is going to give it a go. And Carson is pennies out. So Carson, all the way, someone asked about Carson earlier. Yeah, yeah. All the way with Carson now, we know that they like to run the ball there. It's, I mean, it's just tough going forward with some of these injuries because you ask yourself, like the Kamara, what a little ding, what happens if just a little, and by no means can you sit him. I'm not saying that, yeah. but. Just a little ding real quick, and before you know it, Latavius Murray is, is carrying the ball 20 times. So it's something to be scared about, maybe something in the DFS world to keep your uh, to keep your eye on. Yeah, Kamara's the guy you probably want to avoid in DFS this week just because of the risk. What, you know, Why buy into a guy that you know is playing through an ankle injury that he just tweaked at practice on Thursday? So the injury is, is pretty fresh. So that worries me a little bit. But in your seasonal leagues, you're starting Kamara. You, you have to roll with him. But no, that's interesting, and... Yeah, I mean, Penny, man, he just can't stay healthy. That's, you know, they spent a first-round pick on him. So, all right, there you guys have it. Those are the actives, inactives. We're not going to know for the, you know, the afternoon games quite yet, obviously, or the evening games. So I know a lot of people are worried about Hawkinson and Hunter Henry. But, you know, they don't play till tonight or Monday night. So have a backup plan if they're not able to go. And it's hard with Hawkinson because that'd be the late. Where do you go from there? Again, yes, Monday backup, night it's not going to return anything. Yeah. So if you got Hawkinson... If you got a, a decent second option, maybe pick up Jimmy Graham if he's out there. And yes. then you can start him if yeah. Hawkinson doesn't go. Exactly. That's a good question. That's a good uh, theory right there. Go ahead and use that strategy in case because you got to have a black backup plan. Don't don't get to Monday and you're down by 5 and then Hawkinson's out and you're thinking, "Wow, I got to get 5 from this this second string tight end." Yeah. So, you don't want to be in that predicament. You don't want to be in the, but you do want to be in the predicament we're in. 33 minutes till kickoff. Oh man, we got a few more games to get through here. Do we have time to get into one more, Andrew? We're going to break. We are going to break. So, we'll do a little tease. We're going to do a little Philly and the Vikings on the other side. Philly, Philly. Yeah, this one's interesting. I've I've got some thoughts. There's a lot of guys you want to know, should I start him? Should I not? We've got a prop bet on this one, Jerry. We talked about that. We'll tease that. We've got a Dalvin Cook prop bet. We will tell you what that is. It's a cook-off here. Moneyline ESPN You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter, where you can find the bets online, mybookie.ag. A big reason that we play there is because they offer the best lines, especially yep. when it comes to live betting, to player props. A lot of the things that we give out during the show is going off of that site. So make sure you get over to mybookie.ag. You make that first deposit. You use promo code radio. And I'm going to tell you why. They're going to match your money. So basically, uh, I get a lot of questions every week. People are asking, hey, man, I've never really been a sports gambler, but I've been a fan. I tell them, well, don't start. But if you are, <laughs> if you if you want some of this madness, there's only one place to do it at, and that's mybookie.ag because not only are you gambling a lot of these sites whenever you go to pull off your money, but you're also not knowing how much of your money again or what kind of lines you're getting. Who's on the other side with mybookie.ag? You don't worry about that. You deposit, they match you. So you match your deposit to learn a little bit. These guys that are asking me, man, I just want to get my feet wet. I don't want to gamble thousands. You know, some people yeah. don't, that's not the objective. Some people just want to have an extra 20, 30 bucks on a sad, on a Sunday evening, on a, on a Sunday night game, whatever the case may be, get over to my bookie. You can do that there. Get over to the bookie busters, my AG. They sponsor that. So basically they're, they're not only giving you money to bust them, but they're giving you Jerry Bo's picks to bust them <laughs> as well. How does that make sense? Because my wants to be the number one spot they want to be your only spot to be able to get live lines player props these these player deposits i even i use that but not only on your first deposit but you also get it on your reload they give you a 25 percent on your reload who does that seriously (laughs) so you they gave you money to beat them you didn't get to beat them and they're like you know what i'm gonna give you another chance you know it's like an ex-girlfriend that keeps coming back you're like (laughs) just one more time all right i'll do it so get over to mybookie.ag Make that deposit, get over to the bookie busters, get those bets in, and we all win. My bookie, you win, you get paid. There you have it. And while we're talking about my bookie right now, this is one of these player props that Jerry and I like this week. So go over to my bookie and Dalvin Cook, over four receptions. Go ahead and fire on that bad boy. We talked about this one before the show, Jerry. Why do we like Dalvin Cook in this situation so much? A lot of it is because... The Eagles are so good at stopping the run that teams throw on them a lot. And the Vikings, they throw a lot to their running backs anyway. Think of it. It's that old Kubiak system that Arian Foster used to be in. That's what they're doing with Dalvin Cook. He's been catching almost six balls a week. And we can fire on the over at four catches. So that's one that we like this week. That's a perfect bet there. And you look at the Eagles, they've allowed the six most catches to the running back position. 34 to be exact, 257 yards on the season now you break that down to Dalvin Cook and you ask him yourself, what does he do in the passing game? Six targets, six catches last week. Eight targets, six catches the week before that. Five targets, four catches. So on all those, he surpassed it. Even the second week, he had three targets, three catches. So not only does he get the targets, but he gets the catches because 100% catch rate, 100, 80, 100. He catches the ball when it's thrown to him, and that's how you offset a great defensive front. Whenever they're getting pressure and you're Kirk Cousins, what do you think they're calling? Captain check down. Exactly. What are you calling over there? How many times did you see him, uh, the, the the, the, the captain check down, the check down champ, 
the, the Dalvin Cook or he'll he'll have a block, he'll block and he'll he'll release the block and he'll get right on the other side of the defensive line, which is penetrating. And once they get close to the quarterback, he just dumps it off over the top. That's what you're looking for in one of these bets. We don't care how far they go; we just need him to catch them. That's so it. that's one bet you can make right now on mybookie.ag. Get over there right now and make some money. We got a, a less than thirty minutes, and we're trying to put money in your pocket. So let's go ahead and get some more money in their pocket. Let's get through these games. Let's do it. Let's finish on this game here. We're, we're in Philly versus Minnesota. Games in Minnesota. I, I like Adam Thielen this week. I think he can get it going again. Diggs, if there's ever a week for him to do something, this is it. But I'm fading him a little bit. I don't trust it. I'm probably benching Alshon Jeffrey here. I don't feel great about him this week. And, I mean, Dalvin Cook, obviously you're starting him. I love him. Let's From a betting angle, let's talk about this a little bit. Vikings favored by three and a half, over under at about 45. Are you leaning? Do you like anything in this game, Jerry? Lean, not love, but I think the play here would have to be the Vikings because when you think of the deficiencies of Kirk Cousins, it comes in him passing. But where are the deficiencies of the Eagles on the se- in the secondary? Yep. So give me a stalemate there and make it an average game for Kirk Cousins. And I think if he has an average game, I think that his defense can do enough to win this game. There you have it. Let's talk about this disaster in Miami. He got the Dolphins at home facing the Redskins. The doo-doo ball. doo-doo ball coming in with a brand-new coach. Adrian Peterson apparently is going to get the rock a lot today. I think Chris Thompson's actually okay in a PPR because I think they're going to get him the ball. Imagine this. It should be better for the Redskins this week because Case Keenum's playing. Does that get you excited, Jerry? Case Keenum's playing. So who knows? This is just an ugly one. If you're starting anybody in this game, probably don't watch it. Just check your fantasy score after the game. I'm really staying away from this one betting-wise, Jerry, because both of the teams are so bad. But if a gun to my head I had to pick, I'm probably taking the Dolphins because just for the five-and-a-half points. You know, because I bo- I think they're both terrible, so give me the points if I had to take a side. It's got a lot. Now, if you're in the locker room, of the, uh, the Dolphins locker room, and you're the coach, you're just telling them, like, hey, I know we don't got to win any other games. Let's just go out there and just get this one this so we the, don't look for bad. This, this is the only one. It's the tank for Tua, though. Yeah. Are we going to get full-out effort from both of these teams? That's the thing that hurts. The only thing that you know is that Peterson's getting hes getting smashed as far as DFS ownership. Everyone's on him. So expect him to take the switch to the <laughs> Dolphins. Let's move on. All right. Let's go to the next one. This one's a lot more exciting. Get the 49ers and the Rams. This one's in L.A. Rams are favored by three. We saw what the 49ers did on Monday Night Football the other night against Baker Mayfield. Talk about being able to run the ball. They're a sneaky good defense, Jerry. If the 49ers defense is out there on your waiver wire, I think they're definitely worth picking up, especially for next week They have a really good matchup. But uh, with your Rams, you're starting all your usual guys. I think you can roll with Malcolm Brown as a flex with Todd Gurley being out. You're starting your three receivers for the Rams, assuming uh, that uh, Brandon Cooks is going to be healthy. We, you know, It's a late game, so we don't know for sure yet. Uh, with the 49ers, I think you're rolling with Tevin Coleman. Brita, what a play he had. Brittle Brita's been pretty good. So you got to love the, the ground game there. I think even Garoppolo could come through with you know, 22, 23 fantasy points. Kittle, be careful of him. They said he has a groin injury. He may not play the entire game is what Shanahan said, which is terrifying because it's a late start. Anything else? Do you, do you like this game at all? It's a three-point spread. Over-unders, actually, it's a, at 50. What do you think? I wanted to be on the over because yep. I feel like 
again, the regression to the mean, and I think that maybe San Francisco, I know their defense is stout up front especially, but I think they're getting a little bit too much credit, and I think that the Rams can bring them back to earth. But the thing that scares me is the Rams, they're uh, – they're a little hobbled, right, on both sides. So yeah. if you look at, let's say, the Rams on the defensive side of the ball, why? because Clay Matthews is out, bringing back. Not that, that he's just a world beater anymore, but that hurts them for a 29th in pressure rate, a team that already struggles. So how do you hurt Garoppolo bringing pressure? When he's not under pressure, clean pocket, he's a really good quarterback. Yeah. So keeping that in mind, what is Jimmy Garoppolo? Because he's been something of a, ga- uh, a game manager. Quarterback finishes 28-6, 27-16th. <laughs> so it's not like he's going out there and being asked to do too much. Oh, that ground you, game. Exactly. That ground game is strong and expect to, for them to lean somewhat on that. Now you look on the 49ers, though, side, and you say the ground game, but right tackle, Mike McGlinchey, out. Left tackle, broken leg, out. They're going to be starting a six-round rookie and a college tight end. A guy that was playing tight end in college, Daniel Brunskill. He's going to be starting. He was balling out in the AAF. Now he made it to the big leagues. Now he's here. But, again, these are two guys that are start, starting on that offensive line. That's something that scares me because I need Garoppolo to have time to get to that over. That's a good point. The, the one good thing, like you said, is the Rams aren't that good at rushing the passer anyway, so they may not be able to take advantage of these guys being hurt as much as maybe another team would. How do you feel about are you scared as far as I know season long you're starting him, but as far as DFS, can he be sneaky or are you terrified to say that's too much money to spend on him with the cautionary behind yeah. him, right? With they're saying he may not play the whole game, I'm out in DFS. There's no reason to take that risk. So he's a guy, be careful with him because you just don't know. He might tweak it in the, fir- in the first quarter. All right, moving along. Atlanta, Arizona. This is the one we see points. There shall be points, Jerry. 52 is the number. Do you think it gets to the over? I think it gets there earlier in the fourth. Wow. I don't see how the Cardinals are going to stop that offense. And we saw what the Falcons' defense looks like. Uh, the the one defense. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the amount of volume that they'll see, the amount of plays that will get ran at them, and the speed that they play at, it screams points. This is my play of the week. I wasn't even going to give it on the show, but Josh is over here. Ever since we tar- started talking about Peterson, he pulled off his belt. So and <laughs> so I won't get a spanking. This is the play of the week right here. Over in this game, as I believe that this game is in the lower 60s even. Wow. And as far as a fantasy angle for me, start them. That's all I need to say. Start yes. everybody in this game. Uh, yes, that's all because there's not one guy on here that you say that you can honestly look at and say, "Man, I, well, now okay." Let me ask you one question. I know there's been a question mark around David Johnson. Do you think that he gets less of a carry, uh, less carries to say, or less of the running back share this week, or do you think, hey, fire him up in DFS as well? Man, no, it, I, I'm terrified. Any of these guys that are coming in hurt. There's no reason to use them in in daily because you can pick a guy that's not hurt. Now, I understand, like, hey, let me pick somebody that not everybody else is going to be on. I get that. But you can do that by picking guys that aren't already already coming into the game hurt. So I'm avoiding anybody that's banged up in daily. No thanks. I can find myself a better option. Let's move on. Dallas Jets. This one's kind of interesting because Cowboys only favored by a touchdown here. Now, we do get the return of Sam Darnold. I think this could kind of be a, a Le'Veon Bell game. I, I really think, you know, Lev has been kind of meh, but I think he might start get going here. You know, Dallas is tough to pass on, so you're you're probably not loving Robbie Anderson this week. But uh, 
The Cowboys stardom. The Jets' corners are trash. They are horrible. Look for a big game from Amari Cooper and uh, and from Gallup as well. Do you think that he has that same type? Because it's weird the way it played out for Cooper because he, he came on all right, but then he, he busted it open yeah. towards the end. That game was just weird all all together because I never in a million years thought that the Packers were going to blow him out like that. And I think Me maybe neither. I overplayed the Devontae Adams injury yeah. and, or being out because I thought there's no way that the Packers are going to be able to score that easy against that defense. It's seeing them that they struggled in the red zone the week before. That's just so crazy about football. There's so much variance and don't put too much stock into something. And it just because you, especially in primetime, what you see in primetime is something that you should really over, uh, not overthink going into the next game because the next game, this your recency bias, especially if you lost or won money, that's going to guide you to, oh, those are my boys, man. Yep. They, they killed it for me on Monday night. I'm going with them again or uh, vice versa. So, man, I hate that guy. I remember I, I saw what Baker did on on a, on prime time, and he couldn't even score inside the ten twice. I saw that. I'm never betting on the Browns, and then the Browns come back and they smash the Ravens, and then you're thinking. What do I do? What is wrong with my life? We're gonna find out in the next segment. One segment to go. We got put your name on it, and it's been money. We've been money the last two hours. Hey, they're in the books. Let's get this going. Kickoff, fifteen minutes. You, us, against the world. Moneyline, ESPN, 97 off. Do you dirty? We'll watch my side us in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. And guys, playoff baseball is officially here. And our friends at Cheers want to make sure that you're fully prepared to root, root, root for the home team, those Astros. That's why for the rest of the 2019 playoffs, Cheers is offering a Houston-sized discounts on all Cheers products. The theory is pretty simple. You watch the game, you have some drinks, you take your Cheers, and you feel better the next day. So you know you guys are going to be watching the Astros tonight, and you got that meeting on Monday morning, and you don't want to feel terrible, so have don't limit yourself. You can have a few drinks. Just take cheers, and then you go to work. You feel great, guys. So you want to do your part in bringing a World Series back to Houston by going to CheersHealth.com today. And if you use the promo code CRUSHCITY19, that's CRUSHCITY19 at checkout, you will get 19% off your next order. That's CheersHealth.com, code CRUSHCITY19 for 19% off. So please, if you call yourself a fan, be sure to stock up on your cheers now. We need you feeling good all the way to Game 7, guys. We're just getting into this thing. We're only one game in today, LCS. We got a lot more Astros baseball to go. Just remember, three capsules of cheers after your last drink makes all the difference in the world. Order today at CheersHealth.com, promo code CRUSHCITY19. And, Jerry, I had me some some cheers over the weekend, and I felt great the last couple days. The stuff works, man. You're going to need cheers maybe tonight after tonight's game. No Win doubt. or lose. Win. We need cheers. Lose. 
We need more we cheers. We need more cheers. So if you're listening out there and it works because you're probably thinking, what are you guys telling me? The stuff that I could get at the gas station? My man uh, my man at the gas station hooks me up all the time. And you're thinking, no, I'm I'm, I'm telling you personal experience. I, I didn't even mess with these kind of things because I had eaten some at a gas station looking for something that and it didn't really work. And yeah. I actually thought I felt worse. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking, man, I'm never messing with these. But once thrive came on or cheers and I'm now sorry. they're cheers and yeah. then whenever we first started with them though i think we were at an event and I, I was thinking man i gotta work tomorrow yep i gotta go run a show and i ate a few and i woke up the next day and i forgot i had drink really and i got a friend out there listening right now I'm, i would name drop him shane he's probably listening right now he, he he's like a crackhead with these he's like <laughs> man i need the cheers like i cannot i cannot stop like because he says, "I feel like I woke up, woke up the next day, and I feel like I didn't drink at all." Yep, it makes all the difference. It's good for your liver. It, the stuff works, I promise. So give it a try. If you know, if you like to have a few drinks, but you got to get up early for work, it's a great solution. Let's give AJ a solution because he's got a stardom cinema question. We're almost out of time here. AJ, you're on Moneyline. What can we do for you? Hi, good morning, fellas. Uh, PPR question. It's kind of rough. Um, Emmanuel Sanders or Auden Tate. And then Brita or Hyde? I think it's a Brita, but I just want to double check on that. So Sanders or Tate, and then Brita Hyde. Appreciate it, fellas. I'll take the first one. I think I'd go with Sanders. Yeah, and it's it's it makes it tricky because we talked about how Tate is getting all the snaps, and his stat line will tell you last week that he it was he, he did what he's supposed to, but it really came on a on a savior of a touchdown. Yeah, and with Sanders, at least you know that his volume is going to be there. With those guys, don't get too cute. He's going to be there. Sometimes it's not going to be pretty, but Sanders is going to put up a solid stat line. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if Sanders had a better game than Sutton. You know, I didn't rank it that way at all. But it's it's close enough. Sanders, he could come through for you. And, and as far as the other one, what do you think about Breida versus Hyde? Because I'm not too convinced either way on this. Don't get me wrong. Breida, would, you would point to Breida. But this game specifically, I think that the, the, the Texans, they're going to have to lean on Hyde. And not saying that he's going to win you your week, but he won't lose it for you, if that makes sense. Because... I really do think Hyde gets in the end zone today, and I do think he'll have 15 carries. And at 15 carries, say he does get to that pretty much average. We talk about the mean. Let's say a mean of five rush, uh, yards per carry times 15. Give me two or three catches and get me in the end zone, and that's a game. Yeah, that that's what's tricky here, right, is you need Hyde to, to get in the end zone to come through for you most likely, whereas Breida – you know, he'll get you those yards. With the volume. Yeah. Right, with the volume. And, man, he's a big play guy, but he gets dinged up a lot. So because this is a revenge game, I'm going to roll with Jerry and go with Hyde here. 35% of the snaps is what Hyde got, but he was outtouched by Coleman 16-14. to 14. So let's throw that in there also because Coleman looked great. You saw him. He he yeah. showed his spurts of what they wanted him to be. So in moments we saw, and then we still got Mostert there, and then he had seven touches. So at the end of the day, if you now if you told me, hey, Brita against Hyde, they'll both get twenty touches, but you know X amount, whatever, and they were both equal. But with the predicament that we're in today, and I think that the way the Texans got to play this game, and they're going to have to hit the break, let the breaks go, let's go. And playing it like that, Hyde's going to have so many moments in this game. Expect Hyde to put his head down and run 
hard as he's been running. Houston, if you're listening, Hyde is getting in the end zone today. No doubt. And here's the other thing. Mostert was getting most of the passing down work for the 49ers last week. Not Burita. Mostert was. So he said this was a PPR league. So if, if you're looking for a deciding factor on who to who to go with, I think you go with Hyde because I don't know if Burita is going to get the, that many catches. And if you look at them just for general, these are all mostly just running back to flex plays, really. You know, maybe even flex with Hyde, but... You feel like today, I'm, I'm just wait till this put your name on it. I'm not hiding from anything. I see what you did there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, get into any kind of games before you want to get on there. Anything big that Monday nighter you want to touch? Yeah, let's let's get it. I mean, we only have a couple left here. Tennessee, Denver. I mean, to me, this is kind of a stay away game. I'm, you know, I, I'm starting Sutton. I'm starting Sanders. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, might be able to do a little something for you this week. I mean, Lindsey, I still like him, but I'm surprised Royce Freeman's still getting more snaps than him, which is kind of disappointing. Um, let's just get to the gambling angle. This is it's a one-and-a-half-point spread. It started as a pick Anything on this one, Jerry? Nothing at all. This is one of the games that, again, your, your greatest weapon in sports gambling is the ability to pass, so pass. Pass. All right, Steelers-Chargers. Man, I'm going to let you talk a little about your Steelers because, man, we're to the third-string quarterback here. So I think James Conner could come up with a big game here because Jalen Samuels is hurt. So I expect more touches for Conner this week. I think he could have a nice game. With Juju, you may be a little worried about him, and you might be worried that the Chargers might slap their best corner on him, but it doesn't matter. you got to start Juju. Don't overthink it here. As far as the Chargers go, Hunter Henry might be back. So if you're desperate for a tight end, maybe go check your waiver wire and see if Hunter Henry's there to pick up. He's somebody I would think about. Keenan Allen, I, you know, you're, you're rolling with him every week. Anything, anything else here? Do you have a gambling play on this one, Jerry? It's six points right now in favor of the Chargers. The game's in L.A. It's just tough to, to put a... I guess a measure of where the offenses are going to be because, again, we don't know what we're going to get out of Pittsburgh. We don't know how they're going to attack it, what they really think of this kid, what his abilities are, what Pittsburgh's thoughts are now going forward. Is this just a let's see what this kid's even got because is Rudolph going to be our guy? Like, Where do we go? Like, Is this kid going to be anything? Let's find out now. What if they think that? Because on the defensive side of the ball, we know what Pittsburgh is. Third in sacks and in quarterback hits. So they can get there. Now we know that Russell Kong out, right? He's been left yeah. tackle. Now Pouncey's out the yeah. center. So now you got two guys missing off that offensive line against a defense that can create pressure. This might be a game where you maybe get one of the defenses off either side and play it that way. I think it's an ugly game. Maybe lean towards the under as I don't even know what Melvin Gordon's going to be. You saw him get what? It's some 16 some touches, but quiet, ugly. Yeah. They said they're going to work him in a little bit more, but you know, I'm still rolling with Eckler in a PPR. And with all those injuries, you're seeing them on the field together, and they actually came out and talked about that this week. They have several packages where Gordon and Eckler are going to be on the field at the same time. So start both of those Chargers guys. I think they can come through for you. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on. We're almost done here. Detroit Green Bay. This one I think is a little intriguing to me at least. Packers favored by three and a half. If you're having to start a Packers receiver, you're probably going to go with MVS this week. And, you know, for the Lions, you're rolling with Galladay. You know, your normal guys there. Stafford might actually be a play for you this week. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the sound of the alarms. And you know what that means? It's time for us to put our name on something that we feel strongly about. So without further ado, Andrew, put your name on something for the people. The Rams really need to win this week. They're at home to the 49ers. They're, I believe, minus three and a half the last time I checked the line. I, I liked it a lot at minus three, not so much at minus three and a half, but... 
I'm big, big, big on the fact that they are desperate to get a win this week, and they're coming up against a 49ers team that's 4-0. They're riding high. I really like the Rams. Ooh, he likes the Rams this week. All right, let's get into one here. You know, this guy's been a little frustrating for a lot of fantasy owners because they took him earlier. But I, I look for Le'Veon Bell to have a, a, a breakout game with Sam Darnold back in the fold. He can at least get some checkdowns to him. I know a lot of people are probably thinking, should I try and trade Le'Veon Bell? I think he really starts getting going here now that he has a, a legitimate quarterback playing with him. I like it. Well, I'm not hiding from anything, and Carlos Hyde will be. Last week we said that the, the breakout guy was going to be Willie now, this week is going to be Carlitos. Carlitos. That's, what his, that's what his family calls them, and we go back. So Carlitos hide to get in the end zone and have a big game and be the deciding factor in when or how the Chiefs get the ball back. Lean on the run today if you want to keep Mahomes on the sideline, and you saw that against the Colts and makes them impatient. I hope you were patient enough to spend two hours with us. And like we do every week, we sign off as a group because we do this together. Signing off for Renzo, from my man Andrew Carlson, from my guy right here, partner in grind, Josh Jordan, and Jerry Bonos with a Z. I'm free. Peace. <laughs>